0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data app. Well, I was in a bit of a conundrum, and I'm going to blame Aaron Rodgers for um, my decision. I should be asleep right now. I was up a little bit later than I like, helping uh, or working with JJ on a project, which uh, should be pretty cool. We had a, a fun thing. I won't try to do any spoilers for you, but there's some... Uh, A fun episode he's got for you tonight, kind of exploring the draft, and I'll leave it at that. But I was up just a little bit late, like a half hour late, no big deal. And then I went upstairs, and the kids were kind of having a good time. So I just, you know, I don't know. I was just in a good mood. I I think it was just destined for today to be miserable. Because for some reason, usually I'm like, it's 8 o'clock, and everybody needs to get out of my way. Like, don't talk to me. I'm going straight to bed. If you're not ready for bed, then sucks to be you. I don't care what you do with your life. I'm going to bed. Good night, children. Put yourself to bed whenever you feel like it. It's not exactly how that works, but it's it's pretty close. But last night wasn't like that. So, you know, probably 9, nine fifteen whatever, go to bed. And then my uh, one-year-old, who we've noticed had a little bit of a fever, decided that um, it was a pretty serious fever. And oh, again, this is destiny. Although she was sick, she was starving and ate constantly. And apparently those two things didn't really gel very well. And um, the food didn't want to stay down. And bottom line is she was up multiple times in our bed. And so I spent every hour or two hours um, changing sheets, changing clothes, et cetera, et cetera. And then three o'clock happened (laughs) very quickly. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, I'm not going to work today. I'm going to sleep in till 10, to heck with everybody and everything. And I'm laying there just thinking, this is like the biggest news that has happened in a long time. And you're just going to let all the other Packers podcasters get their podcast out, and everybody's going to drive into work being like, hey, I want to listen to the best Packers podcast in the world about this Aaron Rodgers news, but I can't because he's sleeping in like a loser because he needs to sleep. Mm. That was the voice I kept hearing. Oh, you're tired. Big sissy. I oh. wonder if The Rock is sleeping in right now. I wonder if Arnold Schwarzenegger is sleeping in right now. Probably not. And so as I tried to defiantly go back to sleep, I could not. I was just laying there. I set an alarm for five. I said, five o'clock will be fine. I'll go into work late. Podcast will be a little late, but it'll be fine. And I just laid there ashamed. And I said, fine, I'm getting up. Here we go. So (laughs) slightly late start. Popped some caffeine pills. Boom, we're good to go. But yeah, big, 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 big news day yesterday. Um, We got kind of, well, not really everything. I was saying I wasn't positive we were going to get any news yesterday. And we did, as far as Aaron Rodgers. I I, I also, and I'm feeling slightly vindicated about this, I could not for the life of me figure out how this was going to work with him making his announcement. It just seemed weird, like, oh, we're going to have Aaron Rodgers on today, and then he comes on the show, and it's like, so, do you got any news? And he's like, I do. I'm coming back to the Packers. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? And so when Pat McAfee just tweeted it out, it suddenly clicked, and it was like, that that makes much more sense. He's going to leak it on Pat McAfee, by just texting him so that Pat McAfee can do his thing. He's not gonna do this weird, awkward, like, you know, it just, it never made any sense to me. Like, how is that gonna work? And it didn't feel like an Aaron Rodgers thing anyway, like to be all this showy, like, guess what, guys? As much as the media, or everybody, media included, wants to be like, oh, he's, he just wants attention all the time. I don't think he does very much. It's, it's, it never really made a lot of sense. So, anyways, answer that question. Also, the Devonte thing, which again, it's kind of like, you gotta panic if it doesn't get done, but at the same time, if it doesn't get done, then you know that they're very confident that this is going to get done. So it's kind of a good news, bad news thing. Um, I mean, I guess even if you're ninety percent, why risk it? Just be like, look, dude, we're gonna get this worked out. Don't worry about it. But we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and tag you. But I, obviously, as I said yesterday, I was very concerned because it just felt like the Packers are always just like, meh, we're good, and then they make us sweat it out. Like, are you sure though? Like, I mean, I want to trust you and everything. But one of these times, you're going to act all big and bad, and you're not going to follow through. So I will say I am very confident that they're going to come to an agreement with Devontae. Number one, because I think the cap hit is just too large, and I think the Packers are very willing to, I mean, they really do want to bring him back. Um, Also, players don't like playing under a tag. I don't think Devontae has any real desire to leave. I, I don't know why that seems to be a thing. I think, he, I think he wants to get paid as much as possible, and that may be a motivation to leave. But, I mean, unless the Packers just cannot get anywhere near what he wants, I, I think he's just going to sign something. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. At the end of the day, honestly, um, and this is, this is sheer speculation, and we'll get into it, but I, I, even if it is just a one-year tag, I don't know that it's necessarily the end of the world. Just because I have a hunch that despite the report, and, and let me be very clear about this, there was a d- report that it is a four year, $50 million per year deal, so $200 million. Aaron Rodgers says that is incorrect. So l- let me let me talk you through my thought process here, because what I think is going to happen is I think this is going to be for less money, which is great, but I think it's also going to be a very short term, possibly even just basically a one year deal. Even if there's multiple years attached to it, I think the, the, the goal is to set up some kind of a structure so that he can get out next year. And this is going to be somewhat of a year-to-year kind of a deal. And here's the reason that I'm thinking that. The assumption is, and I think some people have said this already, but the assumption is that what Ian Rappaport tweeted out was the contract that the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers. And so essentially the way that this worked with Ian Rappaport, which is shocking because he usually does not get stuff wrong. I mean, he, he I, I like Ian. I mean, you know, hes he's another guy that's... You got to always take everything with a grain of salt, especially around draft time, like even around draft, uh, even with Ian Rappaport around draft time, most of this stuff is fake because that's the number one job of all these teams is to push out fake information about the draft to try to get leverage, et cetera, et cetera. And with trades and everything else, it's all about using those guys for leverage, but he's not just tweeting out garbage usually. And um, so what had happened is I, I think all of these guys know a lot of stuff, but sometimes are told you can't say anything until I give you the okay, right? Like I said, th- they're always going to tell you everything they know, but there are certain times where it's like you have to keep your mouth shut. For example, with the Russell Wilson thing, which we'll talk about in a minute, the uh, Denver guy, uh, Benjamin Albright, he knew details for quite a while, but hadn't told anybody the details. Now it's entirely possible. He's just lying and is making up all this stuff, but I don't think so. I think he knew a lot of these details and um, was just kind of waiting to say something because he's he, he can't. And And again... It's one of those things where if they say you got to keep your mouth shut and then you don't, you don't get told anything anymore. So your ability to receive information is going to depend largely on your ability to keep your mouth shut until I tell you it's okay to not keep your mouth shut. So I think a lot of these guys had gotten details. Um, I think Ian Rappaport had gotten details to his detriment that the Packers had offered Aaron Rodgers a four-year deal worth $50 million. And to be honest, I'm okay with that deal. I know $50 million sounds like a lot, but it's a long-term deal and that's what i had said initially i said if it's if it's less than 3 years i don't like it if it's 3 years you know maybe and and more than 3 years yeah like that that's fine because then you can spread out the money and the cap goes through the roof and by the time you get to year 3 or whatever 50 million is not that much to be honest i think 50 million is kind of the baseline right now if you get you know a top end quarterback i think 50 million is just about what what your what the going rate is So in 2023, it's going to be more than that. In 2024, it's going to be more than that. In 2025, it's going to be more than that. And so it'll be manageable. And so, again, I think Ian Rappaport got that information, must have either got wrong information that Aaron Rodgers accepted it, or more likely is that he just assumed that, of course, he's going to sign that. It is a massive deal. And so once he heard, so in other words, the Packers put an offer on the table, right? And, and I think that happened recently, and I'll get to why I think that happened recently in a minute. So he heard very recently that the Packers offered him this deal with this structure, Then he heard that Aaron Rodgers had decided to stay with the Packers. Therefore, Aaron Rodgers put those two things together. And as I said, these guys are always filling in the gaps. They don't know all the information, but they get bits of information. They put it all together. So Ian Rappaport, within the last probably couple days, just heard the Packers just offered Aaron Rodgers this, then gets news that Aaron Rodgers has agreed to stay. And so he puts two and two together, says this is what they offered. Aaron Rodgers agreed it and then decided to stay. Therefore, bing, bang, boom, we're good. It's a fair assumption, right? It makes perfect sense because you assume they've been talking, they've been trying to work on different contract structures. The Packers offer him this one, and then he decides to stay. So it's fair to assume that this is it. So he tweets out, here it is. This is, this is the structure. This is the, the four years, 200 million with 178 guaranteed or whatever. However, that's not true. And a lot of people still don't know that's not true, which is shocking to me because everybody saw Ian's tweet, but somehow almost nobody saw Pat McAfee say that's not true. Nobody saw Aaron Rodgers come out and say that's not true. Either, either people didn't see it or they just don't believe it because everywhere, all over the place, I'm seeing how are we going to afford this? And what are we, you know, what is a cap going to look like with this massive thing? And all the comments are, you know, oh, yeah, I thought it wasn't about the money. 50. It's like, dude, this was, this was hours ago. We got news that this is not real. Now, before I move on to uh, why I think it's kind of a short term, let me talk about Ian Rappaport for a minute. And why I think that this is a, a a new offer. The reason I think it's a new offer is because remember he got some of the information wrong not very long ago. I'm wasting a lot of time trying to find this information, but if you remember, Aaron Rodgers, or excuse me, Ian Rappaport had said. I'm just trying to figure out the date so I can get somewhat of a timeline here. But he had said that this is going to be he's going to be the highest paid quarterback. That was the number one thing he said, and. He said it's going to be on a short-term deal. Now, again, that was always stupid, so I don't know where he got this information because, that's that's in my mind, that's impossible. We cannot afford to bring Rodgers back for one year $50 million or two years $50 million. There's just no way. There's no freaking structure in which that works. I don't care how many void years you put onto it because, again, at some point we got to pay that, and I don't know how we're going to pay that. But the point is that was his understanding. So the fact that he had gotten new information on a four-year contract, $50 million a year, that information came after the last time he said this is going to be a, a shorter contract. And again, he couldn't come out and, and change his mind because he was told, keep your mouth shut. So maybe he had kind of gotten information like he's going to sign. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't exactly put it all together. All right, so I found it. As of March 1st, let me just play this for you. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The two sides are in negotiations. Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers for what is expected to be a short-term deal that would make him the highest-paid player in the NFL. All right, so that was March 1st. After that, you've got a bunch of stuff going on. March March 3rd, 4th, 5th at the Combine, you start hearing him saying that Rodgers is torn on what decision to make. That was kind of the narrative. He had three different videos. And all. So it's kind of his understanding shifts, and every time he talks about it, he has the exact same cookie-cutter response. Um, So I don't know if it was after March 1st and going into March 3rd that he changed between he's torn between the two things. Maybe it was after because the last time um, I saw him really do anything, March 5th, he said, from our scouting combine coverage as we awaited a decision by Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, presumably by Tuesday the Broncos have emerged as a prime location for a veteran quarterback this offseason. So that was kind of a whatever then there's radio silence from March 5th, so March 6th, March 7th, and then finally March 8th, he tweets out, the Packers and MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers have agreed to terms in a four-year, $200 million deal that makes him the highest-paid player in NFL history, sources say he gets a whopping $153 million in guarantees, and his cap number goes down, a monstrous commitment by Green Bay for years to come. So sometime between either March 1st or after March 5th, when there was, again, radio silence, um... He had gotten news on a new contract because, again, obviously, if he had known about this before, he would not have said short term. And even when he talked about it, I saw a video of Ian. He said that he had gotten that part wrong. This is not a short term deal. So the point is, sometime recently, that offer was made. But apparently, in that time also, Aaron Rodgers declined that offer and, and nobody seemed to have given that information to Ian Rapoport. Now, here's the thing. We've heard also that it, who was, was it? Ian that said team friendly? No, no, it was Pat McAfee said it was going to be a team friendly deal. And remember, Aaron Rodgers is talking directly to Pat McAfee. Here's what Pat McAfee tweeted out, and this is remember, this was the first tweet. This is, and and I think this is why a lot of guys like Ian were told keep your mouth shut because. Aaron wanted Pat to be the one to break it. And I I think Ian probably knew this information before Pat McAfee did. Pat McAfee didn't know anything. And I think that's probably by design. Pat's just, I mean, they, they don't want to tell Pat, keep your mouth shut or anything. Could be wrong. But anyways, Aaron texted Pat. Pat breaks the news. And then that gives permission to everybody else that has information to talk about the information. But the word is... You have to keep your mouth shut until Pat McAfee because he's going to break this news. And again, it's not even like Ian Rappaport has the news, obviously, because everything he said was wrong. So he doesn't know, but he has a lot of speculation and was told, you can't tell anyone, right? Here's the details on a contract the Packers offers Rodgers, but you can't tell anyone because Pat McAfee is going to break this news, right? And think about it. If you're Ian and that's what you're told, as soon as Pat McAfee, I mean, you've got that locked and loaded. Like You type that out, it's in your drafts, and as soon as you see Pat McAfee's alert, You hit send on that, or tweet, or whatever the stupid button says. But here's what Pat McAfee said, Breaking, according to my sources, which is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will officially be returning to the Green Bay Packers. Again, this is via Aaron Rodgers. There is no deal in place currently, but there is said to be a cap-friendly deal on the way. Retirement was a real consideration in the end. He is back with the pack. So it is a little bit funny that Ian saw this tweet and then was like, I'm going to tweet my thing anyways. Apparently he thought, you know, whatever pat meant by there is no deal in place currently but it's a cap friendly deal he's like yeah i know what the contract is you got your little thing here pat i got the real scoop bang bang boom and that was that was a a bad career move by ian Rappaport. but but again here's the thing if he didn't agree to that what's the holdup? it's certainly not going to be the 50 million and we keep hearing that it's going to be for less money how do you tie all this together very simple he didn't turn it down because he doesn't want 50 million I mean maybe he did maybe he's like let's do 4 years 35 million or 40 million which would be team friendly as much as 40 million still feels like way too much money that is very team friendly I mean if you're worth 50 and you take 40 that's team friendly but I think the hang up is probably more so the years and remember the Packers cannot afford a short term deal for 50 million dollars a year so if he says I don't think I want to commit to 4 years and and remember this this obviously unless this whole thing is a big lie and there never was an offer for that much money, it's not because the Packers don't want him back long-term. And it's not because the Packers aren't willing to make him the highest-paid quarterback. It's because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want it. And, and, and listen, I, maybe I didn't play it. Maybe I did. I don't know if he said it in that segment. I've listened to a lot of different segments. But, um, and even here, even in Pat McAfee's tweet, retirement was a real consideration. Ian Rappaport has been saying the whole time, very, very seriously considering retirement, which is unfortunate because if you put all this together, Aaron Rodgers says, I don't want that long of a commitment. So the Packers said, all right, well, we can bring you on a shorter commitment, but it's going to have to be for less money because we can't afford anything else. So it will be a a team-friendly deal because it has to be in order for us to afford it. And Aaron Rodgers would rather have that. Let's do like a short-term, one, maybe two-year kind of a commitment or probably like a one and a half, which is... You know, it's one, but also there's a second one in place if we choose to exercise that. So it's not literally a one-year deal. It might be, you know, two plus a void year, and then we can kind of structure it however we want to structure it or whatever to, if you want to come back, that's fine. If you don't, then, you know, it is what it is. And they'll pay him a bunch of money up front and a bonus, and then, you know, spread that money out over the void years so that if he wants to retire, he got most of the money anyways, and we'll deal with the, the, the void nonsense after the fact if you leave. I don't know. I, I haven't really put a ton of thought into the contract because what's the point? I don't, even, I don't know if it's one, two, three, four, five years. I don't know if it's 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 million. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just speculating here. And again, that's all we're doing. That's, that's kind of the main point of what I'm saying here is we don't know. And I'm not telling you this is happening. I'm just telling you what makes the most sense to me. Aaron Rodgers didn't decline 50 million. He declined four years. And if it's going to be team friendly, and again, maybe it's four years and team friendly. And if that's the case, as I said, I will go buy a Rodgers jersey. Hands down, no question. Not short-term, team-friendly. If it's long-term and team-friendly, I'm buying a Rodgers jersey, end of conversation. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it is going to be less than four years. I think it is going to be a short-term commitment. I think Rodgers is very strongly considering retirement, as has been said here numerous times. I think he knows he wants to retire soon, but he doesn't quite want to give up yet. He's not sure when. He, and that's the thing. He doesn't want to commit to four years if he doesn't know how he's going to feel next year, and that makes complete sense. And it's funny, too, because as of last year, what we were told, the biggest reason Aaron Rodgers was upset is why? Because the Packers are worried that this is a guy who maybe doesn't want to stick around. So I don't know if I want to offer him a a long term contract. We got love waiting in the wings. This guy seems like he's got one foot out the door. He doesn't want to be here. He's contemplating retirement, all this stuff. So let's just see. He's mad. Well, they, they, they won't commit to me. And now they're like, all right, you know what? You're right. Back to back MVPs. You've earned this. You're taking care of your body. Let's do this. Let's do a four year commitment, and we're gonna make you the highest paid quarterback. Like it doesn't even matter. Like let's do this. You want a long term commitment? We'll give you one. He's like, nah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about this football thing. Maybe I'm gonna retire. I don't know. It's like, okay. (laughs) Seriously, if I'm Brian Gutekunst, I'm looking at him thinking, don't punch him. Don't punch him. Be the bigger man. Don't punch him. Again, this is assuming anything I'm saying is true, but it would be. A little bit like, dude, you, you are so annoying. <laughs> Seriously. But it does make sense. I mean, he spent the last two years thinking maybe I should just retire. You know, I love I love my uh, downtime. And and listen, I know people are annoyed. Like this is I'm so sick of this. We went through this with Favre and everything else, but I understand it. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. They love football so much, but also it is a serious grind. They're getting older and so you're just torn. It's like I, I can't give up on this thing that is just it's and 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 it's the finality of it too i mean granted you can come back but you know you're never going to walk out of a stadium and hear the roar of a crowd again you're never going to have that that massive adrenaline rush you know when when you win a game with 30 seconds left just just the the feeling of of you know the highs that you're never going to have again and you can't live with that but at the same time it's like you know you've got to go through a lot just to get those highs You know, as soon as you sign this contract, you're going to go start working out and you got to start going through this grind and you got to start going through, you know, he says every year he goes through like one thing he wants to work on and he goes through a training regimen and, you know, he's training his legs and he's going hard on the diet and he may do some of this stuff all the time anyways. But, you know, you got to cut the vacations a little bit short. You got to do all these certain things. And then you got stuff like training camp and everything else. And you remember with Favre, he's like, I'm just not doing that. Like, I'll come back, but I'm not doing that. I'm just chasing the highs and that's it. And I don't think Rodgers is there yet, but he's kind of in that same state of mind where it's like, I just, I'm just chasing the highs right now and I can't give that up. You know, it's not just, I want to win a Super Bowl. It it is that. He wants another Super Bowl. He wants to add to his legacy. But I I believe him when he says he genuinely loves the sport. He genuinely loves this game. And you can understand that. I mean, this is a, such a rare thing that these guys are able to do, especially being a quarterback, especially being a freakish quarterback that is maybe the best in all of football, the, the things that you're able to do. And there's also the camaraderie in the locker room and all this stuff that you just can't let go. But also it's like, I can't, I don't want to endure this anymore, man. I'm getting old and I don't need it. I don't need the money. I could be, you know, you, he, he knows for a fact that although he's going to have super high highs and he's really excited that he doesn't have to leave the locker room and do all that kind of stuff, he also knows he's going to be thinking when he goes in for training camp and has to do freaking jogging around the field and, and stretches and all this crap and sitting these boring meetings that he doesn't need to attend because he probably knows more about this freaking offense than this guy does. He's going to be thinking about how I could be in Hawaii right now, dude. I could be f- on the top of a freaking mountain right now, just sending out chakras to the world or whatever, however that works, I don't know. I could be Panchakarma-ing all over the apex of this mountain right now. But he's not. He's in a freaking meeting, listening to somebody that doesn't know what he's talking about, trying to throw footballs to a bunch of bums that don't know the offense. and I'm tired of dragging their dead freaking weight around and the defense is playing like garbage again and I just know we're going to get to the playoffs and I'm going to have a great game, but this offensive line can't freaking block for me and these wide receivers are not running the right routes and the coach keeps calling stupid freaking plays, not all the time, but just enough times to really piss me off. It's a grind, man, it is. And there's a lot of mental agony, but it's just, it's those certain things that are just, it's not just Rodgers, it's everybody. It's Favre. Manning all these guys it's hard to let it go, especially when you know that you can do it again and it i think it's harder for quarterbacks because a lot of these guys they can't make it that long anyways the the nFL gives up on their their bodies give up on them before anything else, and it's like they're just out of the league and they don't really have a choice there's a couple guys that maybe aren't madly in love with the game to begin with that you know are happy to retire but again the the, the quarterbacks have probably less of a straight i mean you think about like offensive linemen. you know the I was listening to um been listening to a lot of different, you know, bodybuilding type stuff, guys that are real into the science of it and all that, but he's trained certain guys and and one of them was a football player, but you think about the strain that these guys put on their bodies. We think about just, that's just who they are. No, nobody is a, you know, 300 pound offensive lineman. Nobody is just naturally a 300 pound offensive lineman. You have to choose to do that. You have to force those calories into your body and do these unbelievable, ridiculous workout Scheduled tra- training, so that the weight isn't just all fat. You know, we want as much of this body mass to be uh, lean muscle as possible, although a lot of it's probably just going to have to be fat. So you're forcing down a really strenuous amount of food. And it's, listen, it's not healthy. These guys are not healthy. I mean, I... I understand that, you know, you can gauge health in different ways and all that kind of stuff, but that amount of weight is a strain. It's a strain on your heart. These guys are going to bed with CPAPs, and if they're not, they need CPAPs, or they're not sleeping well. So for for some of these guys, you know, and there's a lot of offensive linemen that are putting in the years, but, you know, defensive linemen, just the toll on the body, the, the, the quarterbacks have less of that. They have a much less strenuous, I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers' body, I'm sure he's unbelievably healthy. I'm not trying to pick on the guy. He's healthier than I am, but I don't see very much muscle definition, right? So he's not like hammering the, uh, the the weight room and all that kind of stuff. He's working hard, but it's not like Ocho Cinco driving through McDonald's and pounding down 2,000 calories and is like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to burn this in like the next hour. So it doesn't matter. And so again, it's it's less strenuous. There's higher highs. There's not as low a lows. So it's just, it's harder. It's easier to come back. It's harder to leave, but there's still going to be that pull. Your body's not giving up. You can still do it mentally. You can still do it physically, but you are getting older. You are getting tired of all this stuff. But then you got those highs again. You you've got just the you know you just think back you know that 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 throw to Randall Cobb against the Bears you know the comeback against the all these different Bears things that happen beating the Bears in the playoffs the Super Bowl and just thinking about hoisting the trophy and you know that if you say I'm gonna retire you're gonna have you're gonna be so filled with sadness and regret it's gonna be hard to even turn on your television wall and watch football. You're going to hate yourself for your decision. And I think that's another part of the decision is you need to be in a place where you can watch football and be content with your decision to walk away. And that's tough. So again, I'm kind of doing an Ian Rappaport right now and filling in the blanks, but I think that's generally true of a lot of different football players. And again, especially quarterbacks. So I'm not super mad at them. Well, you shouldn't be doing this nonsense. You shouldn't be. Listen, I don't think there's a, a human being on planet earth that genuinely loves football like I believe Aaron Rodgers does that isn't going to go through this. If Brett Favre was another one, The reason we all went through the pain of the Brett Favre situation is because that man loved football so much. And that is the reason why Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre were such great quarterbacks for the Green Bay Packers and such great quarterbacks for us. So you know what? That's the price we're going to have to pay. We're all going to have to endure this. That's the price of having a quarterback that is just madly in love with this game. If you want a quarterback that is going to be just elite, 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 there has to be an element of overwhelming love and passion for this game. And as a result of that, he's going to have a real hard time walking away. He's going to have way too much money. And, you know, he's going to be pulled real hard to walk away from the game, but he's also pulled real hard to stay. And it's a tough decision. And yes, he's going to take a few weeks. And this is going to happen every year until he decides to retire. And who knows? Maybe there's going to be a Brett Favre in there where he says he retires and then he comes back. I doubt it. I don't think he's going to let himself do that. I think, and and that's why he needs to think really hard because he knows If I say I'm leaving, I'm 100 million percent leaving and I am not coming back. I'm not going to go crawling back to the Packers. I'm not going to go crawling over to Tampa and be like, look, I don't want to I I need to save a little bit of face. Let me come back over here. I'm not doing that. If I leave, I'm leaving. And I think he I think he you know, I I, we we assume too much about people lying all the time. I, I, I believe what he says. He says he wants to play here and be a Packer until he retires. And I believe him. I believe him. I think that is the reality. And I think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are trying to make that happen. And so that is my assumption. We'll see. Maybe this whole monologue was a waste of time because it's going to be a four-year contract or some kind of a long-term contract, and it's going to be great, and I'm going to be super excited about that. But I just I don't think so. I think that is what makes them – that's the only way I can connect all the different dots together at the same time. Him turning down that contract, Ian Rappaport's tweet, Pat McAfee's tweet, team-friendly, all this stuff – Coming together, it only comes together in my mind in one way. Otherwise, somebody said something that's not true, or I'm just have a blind spot somewhere. I don't know. But again, it would be hard to believe that he just flat out turned down a 50 million because he's like, no, nah, that's too much, man. Let's just do less. I don't, I don't think so. I know that's what the fans want, and some fans are, are greedy enough to think that that's what should be expected. That Aaron Rodgers should just say, no, 50 million's too much, man. We need to be able to pay guys. Just give me like 30 million a year over four years, make it five years. That's that's just not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. I'm just going to go out and say that. He shouldn't have to do that. That's silly. If he's worth $50 million, take $50 million. That's it. And if, and if, you know, again, if you decide not to, fine. But I don't, I don't think that's, I just don't think that's a thing. I'm sorry. That's just, that's not something I don't think anybody, Tom Brady never even did that. If you want to tell me he took pay cuts, fine. But he didn't take a $20 million per year pay cut. Never. We're creeping up to 50%. That's, that's silliness. So, But again, we, we get some clarity. And if nothing else, I mean, the, the the worst part about this, in my opinion, is that it's a short-term deal. And even though it's it's, it's team-friendly, it sounds like it's going to be a short-term deal. And it sounds like when he leaves, it's going to be a retirement. There will be no trade. And, and maybe that is the best thing. You know, I mean, I, I got so worked up about trading him for all this compensation. But that's not the way guys usually go out. And that shouldn't be what I want. I shouldn't want him to go play for somebody else in another jersey just so we can pile up a bunch of picks. I do want that. Because I'm a bad person, I guess, but, you know, I mean, that, that is the, the, the right way to do this. That is doing right by Rodgers. That's, that's the way most of these things go. When a guy retires, he just retires. You don't just ship him off for, you know, three first-round picks. No, he's going to play as best he can, and then when he leaves, he goes off into the sunset, and we're just sitting here. <laughs> just sitting here going, well, now what do we do? So we'll see. And there's also, um, you know what, let's take a break here because I'm, I'm kind of running out of time and there's not as much news on the other side. So let's just take a break and um, we'll catch that on the other side of things. As always, please remember to, um, if you can, and if you're planning on giving um, to my podcast, maybe put that on hold for a minute, head over to my, uh, my Twitter, pin to the top there, you'll find Drew, who's um, really trying to raise some money for a, a need of his, which is a seizure service dog. He's got epilepsy, and, and again, he's going through, I mean, it's a trial, and it's going to be a, a lifelong trial, and this will be a way to kind of help him out. Uh, fan of the show, Packer fan, he's a part of the family. So if you've got 5 10 bucks or, or whatever you got, if you can head over there to his GoFundMe, that would be great. And then don't forget about Jamie and Carter and their accident. Um, again, Jamie and her one-year-old middle child, Carter, were in a, a really bad car wreck. It was a head-on collision. And uh, they had to be flight for life out of there, and so they've got quite a long road ahead of them. We're trying to get them um, to their goal of ten thousand dollars, and we already have eight thousand three hundred and sixty dollars raised for them. So we're we're almost there, and that that would be really awesome if we can get to ten thousand. So um, I know it seems like an overwhelming number for both of those in terms of how much you know over a thousand dollars in each case, but I'm not asking for a thousand dollars again. If everybody involved chipped in a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, whatever. We'll, we'll be able to close these out in no time and be able to be a, a really big help um, to both of these these people and these families otherwise please remember a modern frontier is a great place to buy some meat get a one-eighth beef box a one quarter pork box you can get a dozen uh, dozen pound of ground beef things which by the way i, I may end up buying that one of these days because if i just live on tacos i'm fine with that and i, I may just i may just do that but uh, enter promo code MEATPACKER, one word, all caps, and you can get $25 off your order. If you have any questions, head over to the website, send him a message, and he'll be able to work it out. I know there's some questions. It is delivery, so it will be delivered to your door, but there's a certain range in terms of how far it can go before, you know, there are issues with keeping it frozen or whatever the case may be. So reach out to him and just say, hey, can you get it out here? I know he's working on uh, maybe upgrading those boxes so he can increase his range and all those kinds of things. So... Um, Again, this is kind of a new venture that he was he jumped into because he was laid off. So if we can kind of help him out as well, that'd be great. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So as I was about to say, there was um, some news about Jordan Love and apparently some speculation that he may even still be worth a second round pick. Now, again, with all news and all speculation, you got to take it with a grain of salt. It wouldn't surprise me very much. I mean, it would. We'll get to why in a minute, but it wouldn't surprise me very much if we're hearing second round pick, second round pick, a second round pick, and then we trade them for a fourth and everybody just loses their mind, right? I mean, th- those are just the kinds of things that happen. However, the explanation is, first of all, that, and I've, I've seen it from several people, they've talked to GMs, um, whether it be former GMs who are asking around or current GMs, The the... The two different people who have talked to different people seem to think his value is around a second-round pick. And that surprises a lot of Packer fans because a lot of Packer fans just hate Jordan Love. And they've been completely blinded by everything that me and a lot of other Packer fans have been trying to tell you since forever. And that is, one game doesn't dictate anything. And also, the, the idea that nobody liked Jordan Love except the Packers, and he should have fallen well into the second-round, blah, 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 that's nonsense. A lot of teams saw him in college. A lot of teams liked what he did. Some of the teams that passed on him that might have liked him at the time had a quarterback and now need a quarterback. There are different needs and all these kinds of things. And and the other part of that equation is that it's just a tough quarterback year right now, especially now that Aaron Rodgers is settled. Uh, Russell Wilson, which we'll get to in a minute, is now settled. And it's a pretty weak quarterback class. So so the the idea that maybe if a team that's desperate for a quarterback wants a quarterback. Love for a second-round pick might not be the worst option. He's still extremely young. He's still on his rookie contract. And somebody went even so far as to say that uh, he believes that if you put Jordan Love up against, you know, Malik Willis and Matt Corral and the guys of this class, that some people will think Jordan Love is the best of that group. Again, Jordan Love haters are going to roll their eyes and say that's nonsense, but you have almost no information to base that on other than like one bad game where, again, he was under duress the entire game because the offensive line had zero ability to block or desire, for that matter, to block for Jordan Love. And also, we almost won that game. (laughs) I think the last two drives, he almost led two touchdown scoring drives, but he did throw one ugly interception in that game. If that, As I said, if that interception, which was basically at the goal line, ended up being a touchdown, we win that game because Jordan Love had two touchdown scoring drives to end that game. So it it was like one inaccurate pass away from being a complete narrative shift. I mean, everything we say about Jordan Love is flipped 180, and we're talking about how there's something here, and that was an impressive game and all that stuff because of one throw. If that throw is like two feet forward to where the receiver can get it and the defender can't, changes. Two feet makes the difference between Jordan Love is trash and Jordan Love is a really promising prospect. But if that is the case, given his his age and everything else, do you want to... Expend a top ten pick. Let's look at um, who would make sense. We can't talk about the Giants anymore because they just locked up their deal. Um, I just saw recently that the Giants. Um, did I say Giants before? I meant Broncos. If I didn't, the uh, the Giants are looking at Trubisky. So I don't know if that's real, but it sounds pretty concrete by somebody. But um, you know, you got a team like oh that doesn't Carolina doesn't work because they don't have any picks because they're stupid too. Obviously, wouldn't be Detroit. Houston, for example. Houston has the number three overall pick. It's not impossible they want to look at a Malik Willis, but would you rather, would you rather give up that first round pick at number three for Malik Willis or give up, it doesn't even, let's just say, because remember, they're they're picking really, really high. So what if it's a third round pick, which is basically the top of the second round, and maybe they give us our sixth round pick back. So we get pick 68, which again is top of the third round and pick six right back. So it's kind of like a back of the second round type of value. Would you rather give up a third and a sixth? And again, it, it you have three six-round picks, and one of them is the Packers. You're just giving that back. That's what we gave them for Randall Cobb. So we get our sixth back, they give us a third-round pick, and they get Jordan Love. Why not? I mean, they got a guy that they kind of like, but it's probably not going to pan out. You can try Jordan Love and see if it works. What else you got going on, man? For a third-round pick, a first-round talent quarterback that hasn't done anything yet probably won't pan out, but who knows? Clearly more talented than any quarterback, I mean, in terms of his ability, on anybody on your roster. The Atlanta Falcons have two second-round picks. They could potentially give up the second one that they have, which is the Tennessee Titans second-round pick, which is pick fifty-eights back of the second round. And again, they lose nothing. They still have a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and, well, two sixth-round picks. Why not? What about Seattle, who just gave away their quarterback? Now, in return, they got pick nine, which they... <laughs> <laughs> their their top two picks this year are Denver's picks because they didn't pick until pick 41 prior to this trade because Seattle is a garbage organization that somehow has no talent and no picks, which is pretty difficult to do. You're giving away all your picks and your team just keeps getting worse every year and you have no talent on your team. That's a, that is a skill. But again, looking at Seattle, are you going to use pick nine on Malik Willis or Matt Corral? Or do you maybe use your original pick? second round pick, pick 41, right? Because you got Denver's number nine and Dem- Denver's number 40. So keep the nine and the 40, give up pick 41, which is a pretty high second. But what would would you rather? Because again, you, you've you got a long-term build anyways. So you you can bring Malik Willison and it does what for you? What does that do for you? Wh- who's he going to play with? The entire team is completely disgruntled. They're all over Twitter just saying this sucks. I don't even want to be here anymore, basically. I mean, they didn't say the last part, but might as well. They're 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 literally on Twitter saying this is a nightmare because Russell Wilson's the only good thing about that team. I mean DK Metcalf is fine, but I mean he had his heyday of being like this big star, and now it's just kind of like yeah. And now you're going to massively downgrade what what it, with a terrible offensive line, a team that loves to run the ball but has no offensive line. You, you're going to have a guy just running for his life back there. So what? Why? Why bother? So you bring you bring in Jordan just to see if he's got anything. If he does, he does. Great. We got a guy. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. Oh, well, it wasn't really a big long-term thing anyways. We gave him a year. We used our new first, second, and fifth-round pick, and we got a bunch more picks next year, too, to, to play along with. Maybe get a quarterback. Maybe just keep building. I don't know. Who cares? So again, I mean, that that's that's just sort of the thought process behind it, whereas you a know, second seems high. Even to me, it seems like, I don't know if we're going to actually get that. But if you look at these individual teams and you look at the situation that they're in, You could see how the thought process would dictate that. Now, obviously, it has everything to do with what they actually think of these quarterbacks. And by the way, there was a report yesterday that potentially Malik Willis could go as high as number two to the Detroit Lions. So if Malik Willis is gone, that adds to all this. Because now you're looking at Houston and saying, are you going to take Matt Corral at three? You're looking at the Giants and at Carolina and at um, Atlanta and Seattle and maybe the Jets, probably not, but maybe. Washington, desperate. Minnesota, I mean, they're not going to take Jordan Love, but I mean, these are all teams that are like hunting for quarterbacks, possibly even Cleveland, where they're kind of in a Green Bay situation where it's like Baker's probably coming back, but they also know long term we might need to look in a different direction. There's a lot of teams at the top that are in the market. They're looking. But, anyways, all that just to say I'm leaning toward we don't get rid of Jordan Love just because this may just be a one year deal. And so, I mean, it's it's a tough spot, and they may want to move on anyways. Especially if you know if the compensation is high enough. If we're talking second round pick, and the Packers are kind of, you know, obviously we don't know, but we've kind of seen something, and we don't necessarily love what we see, and maybe the progress, because it's not just on the field. I mean, they they understand beyond that his progress and understanding the offense and, and what needs to happen or everything, and and if that progress isn't there, and you start to feel a little more pessimistic, and you get offered a second round pick you probably take it especially since you, he's coming up to the end of his rookie contract. So, we'll see how that works. I mean, the the, the first thing we got to figure out is what is Aaron Rodgers' contract. You know, the, the the reason everyone's speculating so much on Jordan Love is because everyone again is still running with the idea that this is going to be a long-term contract, getting all kinds of messages that he's going to be retiring a packer or you know, he's going to which he probably is, but you know, he's going to be here for for a real long time so we know he's going to whatever. It, Again, until we see what the actual contract is, we won't really know. Um, if it is a longer-term contract, then you know, obviously the, we need to take whatever we can get for Jordan Love. And I know some people are thinking, well, what's the point? We still need a backup. Yeah, but you don't need Jordan Love to be your backup. Again, the guy's going to get very expensive. And from what we've seen so far, Jordan Love is not the kind of guy that if Rodgers goes down, for you know the second half of the year he's going to carry us through and if he is cool but you know i mean if that's what you really want you know you can you can find guys so anyways um very quickly because i'm uh running out of time here but uh as you probably already know the seattle seahawks have made a deal and packed up russell wilson and sent him to denver which makes perfect sense because denver at least has a chance to make something out of russell wilson whereas um seattle doesn't seattle's a mess um I, you know, you're probably tired of hearing me complain about Seattle, but it's just, it's it's, it's so annoying to me that John Schneider, who is probably a great human being, has been allowed to just destroy that franchise. And for some reason, the ownership just thinks he's the greatest. You just packed up Russell Wilson and sent him off because what's the point? You didn't have to do that, but you chose to because you realize that even with his talent... It's not worth it. It's not worth spending all that money on him because it's a waste because our roster outside of Russell Wilson is pathetic and it's time to probably tear this thing down and rebuild it. And I don't even know if they're going to do that. They they need to. I don't know what I don't, I don't even know what they're doing um otherwise the the only other thing that potentially happened is Russell, who has been basically begging to get off this team for many, many years, and they just keep throwing more money at him for the third year in a row, has said, "I'd kind of like to leave." And um, Seattle's like, "All right, fine, we're just going to ship you off," or he just says, "I'm not accepting any amount of money anymore. This place sucks. Get me out of here." And so they're making it look like it was their idea when, in fact, he's just refusing. I don't, I don't know, but the point is, you know, you want to talk about wasting a guy's talent. The Packers are nowhere near the best example of that. The Packers have had great players with the exception of a a short patch from like 2015 to 2018, where things were getting a little rough and we were clearly declining, 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 and maybe we should have turned it around faster. But you know what? We finally got a new GM and everything and whipped it right back around. New coach, new GM, bing, bang, boom, back on track. It's true we didn't win Super Bowls all those years, but it's also true we had great teams. You know, 2011, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, Uh, You know, 14 was a really good team. 19 was a pretty good team. Not great, but really solid team. 20 was a phenomenal team. 2021 was a really good team. For the most part, these are fantastic teams. Seattle got a pile of really good players, Went all out for several years, but just continued to decline, decline, decline. And then once they won their Super Bowl, it's like, well, we can't afford these guys. Had no ability to bring anybody that was any good. They kept taking swings at offensive line. They sucked at that. They kept trying to get tight ends. They suck at that. They got the hit on DK Metcalf, which is cool. But, I mean, most teams have at least one good wide receiver. So it's not like we should throw a freaking parade for them. Packers have a good wide receiver. The freaking Bears had a good wide receiver. The Vikings have two good receivers. It it seems like the Lions now with Amon Ra have a good wide receiver. I mean... The Texans have had good wide receivers until they decided to ship them all off because our team is so garbage. I mean, it's, it's like every team that's coming to mind is a good wide receiver. The The, what is it? the Giants have Galladay now, and I mean, the the Arizona has like three good receivers and at least one elite wide receiver. I don't even know. they, they got so many receivers over there. Everybody's got a good receiver. So again, not really going to be uh, throwing parades or anything. And then, you know, they're giving away all these. First of all, their drafting has been so stupid. They, You know, we talk about the Packers reaching. These guys are taking guys like Jordan Brooks and LJ Collier and Rashad Penny and Malik McDowell, which it wasn't even a first-round pick. That was their second-round pick. But these are just terrible, 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 terrible picks. Malik McDowell just recently came back into the league. Rashad Penny was a reach and a bad pick. LJ Collier was a massive reach. Nobody said he should have been a first-round pick, and for good reason, because he's not that good. Jordan Brooks, I laughed hysterically when they took Jordan Brooks because when I looked at linebackers, and granted, I'm not any kind of incredible scout or anything, and there were some rumors that Jordan Brooks was probably moving up, but that I think those rumors are because they heard that Seattle was really excited and the media was kind of working backwards from that. Like, oh, actually, I really like Jordan Brooks. He could go as early as a first or second round. Yeah, because Seattle's stupid. That has nothing to do with reality. But when I did my quote-unquote scouting and looked at all the linebackers, I had Jordan Brooks real low on my list. Like, you know, 15th or something crazy. Like, I, there was nothing redeemable. So they drafted Jordan Brooks in the first round. Everybody said, no, it's fine. He's going to be fine. He's not fine. He's terrible. On top of that, they've been giving away all their picks. In 2021, and again, this is a team with no talent. They acquired one of the best safeties in football. He's done nothing. Last year, they had a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick, and that's it. They drafted Dwayne Eskridge, Trey Brown, and Stone Forsyth. Have you heard a single word about any of those guys doing anything? Dwayne Eskridge was taken in the second round. There's a lot of good wide receivers from this draft class. Um, Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddell, uh, Demetric Felton, Devontae Smith, Kadarius Toney, Elijah Moore, Frank Darby, Rondale Moore, all had really good years in, according to their PFF grades. Other guys that were adequate, uh, Amir Smith-Marset, Rashad Bateman, Nico Collins, Des Fitzpatrick, Josh Palmer, uh, Michael Streechan, Shai Smith, even Amari Rogers had a 60.6 overall grade. Um, Dwayne Eskridge is further down the list, whereas Amari Rogers is the last guy with an average or better grade. Um, He ranks 17th. Dwayne Eskridge is all the way down here at 22nd. 22nd with a 58 overall grade and a 52 overall, uh, excuse me, no, 55 overall receiving grade. And it's not like he just didn't play. He did play. He was 16th. Hey, there we go. There's my second uh, get out of bed the second time alarm. By the way, even worse, I just had a coworker text everybody and was like, hey, my daughter's sick, so I'm going to be in late. It's like, dang it, I should have done that. I contemplated it, and I'm like, no, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to work. I probably gave him the bug, so. Although that would be a fast-acting bug. If my daughter was sick, I got it, gave it to him, and he gave it to his daughters, and then immediately they're, I'm, I'm not taking the blame on that one. It is an interesting coincidence, though. They just came back from Mexico. It's a Mexican bug. It's got nothing to do with me. But no, I mean, he's not a full-time guy, but he had more plays than uh, Amari did. He had about, what, eight targets for Amari Rodgers. He's looking at 19 targets. So he played, and he was not good. And this is in a class of a lot of good wide receivers. Goes in the second round, no good. So, you know, again, Seattle, just burn it to the ground, man. Burn it with fire, but your GM's got to go. He's got to go. And just get rid of the coach, too, because the fan base doesn't even like the guy anymore. I don't really have a problem with him, but the whole, like, we should just run the ball all the time... With our terrible offensive line and elite quarterback, and like the only thing we have is a really good quarterback and a really good wide receiver, and we're going to run the ball all the time. It's like this is so this whole thing is stupid. The whole organization is stupid. So we'll see what Denver can do. I, I this was probably like two years ago. I had said they're a quarterback away from being a really good team. Their team dynamic has changed quite a bit since then, and I don't exactly know to what degree. And I'm not going to look it up right now, so I don't exactly know where they're going to end up. Von Miller left. That was a big piece. Although he may be coming back, we'll see how that all pans out. But um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll save that for another day, but I do in fact need to get out of here. Um, You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.